this smartphone has a lot of important information, contacts, emails, personal picture, personal videos, and so on. And you did secure it with a password, but you lost it. You lost the information. The password didn't help you. But if you are taking backup of the information and you lost your phone, and the information it's backed up so you can restore it on any other device, then you provided availability for the information. So my point here, whatever we are doing in information security should provide one of those three elements. If you are assigning password, we are talking about access control and assigning password, we are doing that to provide confidentiality. If we are encrypting the information, we are encrypting the information to provide confidentiality and integrity. And we're going to see that while we are talking about cryptography. If you are taking backup, it's for providing availability. And usually we are writing that in most of our security documents that we did this solution to provide the following element, confidentiality, integrity, availability, and so on. It may seem easy to understand, but sometimes you get some question about that. It's, it's kind of tricky. Sometimes they will ask you, for instance, backup is for providing what? Is it confidentiality? Is it integrity? Is it availability? Backup has nothing to, um, I'm sorry, encryption. Encryption is for providing what? It's for providing confidentiality and integrity, and it has nothing to do with availability. While backup, it's an availability solution, and so on. So whatever we are doing in this training should be, or uh, actually in information security in general, should be to provide one of those three elements. The second uh, important definition, set of definitions that I would like to refer to will be the following. First, assets. What is an asset? Now, to be able to explain the asset, we need to like distinguish between physical asset and information asset. Okay. So, for instance, let's take your smartphone one more time. Your smartphone has a lot of information on it, right? This information, you know, could be very important for you. You may have important contact, important email, important uh, uh, document, uh, picture, and so on and so forth. Okay. If you lose your phone for some reason, you forget your phone somewhere or you lose it somewhere, what, you, what will be your main loss? It will be the phone price or it will be the information on your phone. Most probably, you will be more upset about the information on your phone because it will take you time, especially if you are not taking backup frequently. So you need to get all those contacts again and you need to get all those emails and all those information one more time, right? So we usually have two different type of assets. We have the physical assets, things like computers, desks, shares, and so on. And we have the information asset, which is in most cases are more important to uh, any business or personal than the physical assets. So most of the time, the information that you have on your laptop, it's most important than the laptop itself or on your smartphone or on your tablet. And the same concept is, and even more, it's on the business uh, perspective. So usually business, the information that they have, it's more valuable and more important than the, the uh, 
physical assets. Think about a bank. In a bank, the information that they have, all the customer information and all the financial information, transaction and everything, if is this more valuable than the physical asset of this bank, like shares and table and so on? I mean, for instance, if a bank lost a share, share get broken, or a computer get broken or crashed, it, it's it's some kind of damage, okay? It will cost them some money. But what it, what if they lost their customer information? What do you think about that? Think about a bank that lost all the customer information and the, their balance. What will be the loss, the damage, the low, uh, low cases that will be against them and so on and so forth. So usually, and because we have a specific domain about that, as an organization, you should have a list of all your assets, especially the information assets. A lot of people will have an inventory for their uh, physical assets. They know all the computer, all the shares, all the tables. They have an inventory for that. But many companies don't have the same list that includes the information asset, which is realistically more important than physical assets. So it's quite important to understand what we are protecting. Because in another like way, uh, I cannot have an assets that worth million and spend a couple of thousand of, of protecting them, or vice versa. I may have assets that doesn't worth that much and spending one million to protect it. So it's it's an important concept to understand. But don't worry, we'll cover that in upcoming lectures. So you need to understand that I need to identify what exactly I am protecting? What is my assets? Information assets, which is more most important, and physical assets as well. Now we're going to talk about threat, vulnerability, and risk. I will not spend a lot of lecture talking about definitions because I will divide the definitions on different relevant lectures. So what is a threat? And what is a vulnerability? Okay. Vulnerability is a weakness in your system. Now, before explaining this part as well, you need to understand that we are not talking only about technical security. We are talking about technical security in this course and physical security and administrative security. So when I'm talking about weakness, I don't refer only to weakness into the computer system and the servers and so on. I'm talking about any kind of weakness. So, for instance, you may have a door that doesn't have a lock. It's a weakness. You maybe don't have enough firefighting equipment. It's a weakness. So, you need to understand that security is a very generic uh, concept. And when we are talking about information security, we are talking about securing them technically and physically and administrative security as well. And we we're going to give a lot of example while going through this course. But again, vulnerability is a weakness in the system, while threats, it's an event that potentially may come and may do some damage. Let me give you a small example. Let me start with a technical example. If your computer doesn't have an antivirus, this is a vulnerability. It's a weakness. What could go wrong because of that? You may get infected with a virus. This is a threat. 
if you don't have a firefighting equipment in your building, this is a vulnerability. What could go wrong because of that? Fire may happen. This is a threat. So this is the difference between a vulnerability and a threat. Not all vulnerability will have a threat. So for instance, I maybe don't have uh, an alarm system in my company. It's a vulnerability. But I have an alarm system in the whole building. So I don't have a threat because I already have an alarm in, an, in a different place. But in my company, I don't have. So what I'm trying to say is that not all vulnerability will have a threat. I may have an open port on my computer. It's a vulnerability. But I don't have any program or any service that can be hacked because of this port. So I don't have a threat. So usually when we are identifying all vulnerability, we need also to identify the threats related to them. I will not spend too much time explaining definitions because I decided to divide them on different lectures, relevant lectures. But I will go through the important part. So I explain the assets, the threats, the vulnerability. I need to talk about risk, which is the main concept in this domain and a main concept in security in general. What is risk? A lot of people think about risk that it's a technical terminology, which is not. It's a business terminology. So what do we mean by risk? Because you need to distinguish between threat and risk. What is risk? I'll give you a small example because in this domain, you're going to learn how to calculate risk. It's important. So I will assume that we have, we don't have if enough firefighting equipment in our company. What do you consider that? Is it a threat or a vulnerability? It's a vulnerability that I don't have enough firefighting equipment, sprinkles, and so on. Now, what if a fire happened? What do you consider the fire? It's a threat. So what if a fire happened? And according to that, there was some damage in the company that worth 100,000. What do you consider that? This is the risk. So the risk is the likelihood of a threat occurring, but most important is the damage that will happen because of the threat. And we're going to learn how to calculate that because actually this is your approach to management. If you need to implement information security management system in any company, you need to explain the management. If anything went wrong, how much they will be losing and accordingly, how much do you need to as a countermeasure. So I can say for my management, okay, if a fire happened, we're going to lose 100,000. So I need 10,000 to buy some firefighting equipment. It makes sense, right? But if you need, go there and you tell them, you know, we need 200,000 to secure against fire. No one will, will, will obey. No one will understand that. You need to have figures. So the risk is the amount of loss that the company will lose in case of any uh, threat occur. We also have a terminology control, which is the countermeasure. If I install an antivirus to mitigate risk, again, we're going to explain all those definitions in the risk management part. What do we consider that? Control. I'm putting an antivirus. If I'm assigning a password, it's a control. 
if we are uh, like uh, getting firefighting equipment, it's a control. So it's a countermeasure that we are using to mitigate the uh, risk or to try to reduce the risk. Okay. Social engineering is a weakness into human play, uh, people. And we're going to explain this part by the end of this uh, domain. So social engineering is uh, a type of attack that target people. Try to comp compromise a system from people. So it's a type of attack. Sometimes, you know, someone is calling uh, an employee in a company and ask them for like some uh, information, their credential. Uh, it's an attack that target people. It's not targeting technology or physical security and so on. And finally, defense in depth, which reflects that you should have different layer in security. I should not depend on only one layer. So only having a password on my smartphone and I consider that security or having a password on the company uh, uh, laptop and this is, uh, is the best security I can implement. But if I'm have, I have a password on my computer and it's inside a room that has a lock or an access control outside. And I'm also taking backup in case anything crash. So you should have different layers. So if one fail, you can use the other one. So those are some of the definitions that I need you to be aware of while we are starting our training and to understand the different terminologies that we are going to use. Okay. We're still in the introductory part. And let me ask you this question. Why are we implementing information security in any organization? Why we are buying equipment and hiring resources and spending money to secure the information in any organization? Yes, I agree that it's because the information is the real asset of any business, but what I'm trying to say, is it an option? Can any organization today decide not to implement information security and deal with whatever threat? It's not. Information security in any business today, it's more as a mandatory. It's not an option. And there is a lot of regulation and compliance and governance that enforce the implementation of information security in any business. So, for instance, if you are holding credit card information from your customer, you need to follow the PCI DSS, which you're going to talk about. It's a, it's a standard.